Hey everybody, we're back with our series on right-wing tropes. UNFTR. Now there's more chatter than usual surrounding the term woke because of this viral clip. Would you mind defining woke? Because it's come up a couple times and I just want to make sure we're on the same page. So, I mean, woke is sort of the idea that... Um, I. This is going to be one of those moments that goes viral. I mean, woke is something that's very hard to define, and we've spent an entire chapter defining it. It is sort of the understanding that we need to re -to totally reimagine and re re redo society in order to create hierarchies of oppression. Um, Obviously, this sucks for Bethany Mandel, who was on the Hill to promote her book, Stolen Youth. Brianna Grace stumps her with a pretty fundamental question. Now, it's embarrassing because it's fundamental to Mandel's thesis, so she should have been prepared for it. Now, I haven't read the book, so I'm not here to comment on her particular take, but it's a good opportunity to talk about the term woke and how it's been weaponized on the right. Aside from the part that's hard to watch, Mandel does eventually get to somewhat of an answer in saying that woke is a reimagining of society based upon hierarchies of oppression. This is actually a really good starting point for us and something for the left to consider when the term is thrown into our faces like an insult. This framing is core to the debate around critical race theory, affirmative action, welfare, and other grievances on the right. In terms of etymology, the NAACP Legal Defense Fund has a great article that I'll link in the notes that examines the origin of the term woke. There are links all the way back to Marcus Garvey in the 1920s, Leadbelly in the 1930s, all the way through Erica Badu in 2008. The Legal Defense Fund traces the roots of the word to demonstrate how slang in black culture is often co-opted over time and turned into the opposite meaning. Conservatives are pretty adept at this. When woke entered the lexicon, right-wingers saw it as an opportunity to demonize it, like how liberal became a slur, bleeding heart liberal and the like. But originally, it meant what it sounds like. You're awake. You see things clearly. You see them for what they are. For example, the Defense Fund notes that a black union leader in the 40s spoke about learning that they were being paid less than their white counterparts, saying, quote, we were asleep, but we will stay woke from now on. So that's pretty much how the term evolved over the decades among black Americans. Woke is a realization, a revelation, something previously unknown or misunderstood that now cannot be unseen or unlearned. Pretty straightforward. Today, you have DeSantis trying, ironically, to rewrite history with the Stop Woke Act, saying that, quote, Florida is where woke goes to die. Let's pair up this knowledge with what Mandel was saying. Woke is the reimagining of society based upon hierarchies of oppression. DeSantis and others are theoretically attempting to prevent the reimagining of society. Doesn't matter where we came from, we're here now. America is the land of opportunity, and Florida... I guess, is the pinnacle? Personal editorializing for a moment. If Florida snapped off and ran into Cuba, I wouldn't care. Just fully adopt Puerto Rico as a state, or DC if you want to give Puerto Rico full independence. It's up to them to decide. And that way we can keep 50 stars on the flag. We don't even have to change the lyrics to 50 nifty United States. 50 nifty United States from 13 original colonies. Shout it, shout it, read all about it, one by one. 
So let's be clear. When black Americans were agitating against the system throughout history, it was an us versus them scenario. A group on the outside of society fighting for equal rights and protections under the law, for equal access to voting rights, equal opportunity to participate in the economy, housing, etc. But this was one side pushing for inclusion. And every time one of these were achieved on paper or through legislation, structural barriers were erected to hold them back. That's the history that woke perspectives try to reveal. Enfranchisement was met with Jim Crow laws. During westward expansion, white people were given land grants and free college to learn how to farm. Black Americans were excluded. During urban migrations, black people were often excluded from housing charters. When this was made illegal, realtors drew redlining maps to delineate white areas from black areas. When GIs returned from World War II, white veterans were given low-cost loans and preference to purchase houses in white developments. When credit card companies came into existence, they barred black people and women from obtaining them. When this was made illegal, they adopted the redlining maps to determine who would get them by zip code. And on and on and on. This is real history, and in many cases, recent history. I'm in New York. A famous development in the city is called Stuyvesant Town, or Stytown. When it was constructed, black people were specifically, in writing, excluded from moving in. By the time the court struck this down, all of the apartments were sold. So when you learn these things, a lot of other concepts come into focus. And these are just examples based upon ethnicity and perceived race. The same applies for members of the LGBTQ movement. Any marginalized group in this country, in most countries, has a perspective, a lived experience, hard truths. And when these groups awaken to these facts, it has a powerful effect on them. These stories and struggles become part of their cultural identity, a source of power. To me, that's part of being woke. The realization that, hey, this isn't just the way it is. It's something that was done to me. It's hard to break free of these structural shackles if you don't know what they're tethered to or who locked you up in the first place. Are woke white people annoying and preachy? Can be. In black culture, there's something called hotep. It literally translates into at peace, but it's also used as a term to describe someone who views everything through a pan-African lens, like Marcus Garvey or Kwame Ture. Sometimes it's descriptive, other times it's derisive. Either way, it's fascinating. What's really annoying is claiming that education is being ruined because we're letting kids know that gay people exist in the world. We're claiming that a bank failed because it was too focused on diversity or that performers in drag are scarier than priests in dresses, or Rudy Giuliani in drag. Anytime a society awakens to a certain reality, there are forces that seek to stuff it back into the box. In our example here, I think Bethany Mandel actually hits on the answer to the question. A reimagining of society based upon the hierarchies of oppression. If that's woke, then I'm all in. Blue pills, red pills, woke, asleep, liberal, conservative, gender fluid, or binary, in so many ways, I'm just happy that we're having these conversations because it implies that we're thinking about things differently, challenging ourselves to see the world through the lens of others. So be woke and stay awake. But for God's sake, if you're gonna build your career and your identity around a positive term that you consider a slur, lie the fuck down, my darling, and sleep. Here ended the lesson.